Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It is Season 3, Episode 6, and on the show with me today is Erin O'Dowd. She is a Tulsa, Oklahoma native. She now resides in Nashville, Tennessee, and Erin is on a bit of a comeback, if you will. She's going to talk about some things that she has been through in the last five years, and you know, some of these struggles have really... Uh, kind of taken her away from music a little bit, but she is coming back now. She is stronger than ever. She's feeling really good. And so for all of you Aaron O'Dowd fans out there, I really hope that you enjoy this episode because Aaron and I really dug deep together. And this was really our first interaction. And I got to tell you, this was such a fun interview for me. I feel like we got off on a couple of tangents, but man, it was just, it was a beautiful interview. And I just really enjoyed my time with her. So I hope that you sit back and enjoy this interview. And before we actually get to talking, let me play you a track from her 2018 album. And this particular track is called Miss Neely. Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, everyone. I'm your host, Katie, and with me today I have Erin O'Dowd. How are you doing, friend? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. for sure. I'm I'm so glad that we were able to do this. The weather has been literally pitted against us lately, so I'm glad your internet's working and my internet's working. <laughs> yes, and we're both feeling good. We're here. I've had a good day off, mostly. I just ignored my phone and was like, dude, I work all weekend, so... I'm like, man, I've got to put a day in off somewhere because nobody, nobody stops asking me to do stuff with them. So I've got to like, you know, just turn it off. Absolutely. So I went for two hikes today with my dog and took two naps and yeah, recharge. Heck yes, girl. Live that life. I am jealous. I did not get a hike or a nap in today. <laughs> Dang it. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully, uh, maybe if I'm lucky, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those weeks. It's a, it's a super busy week, but, um, 
but I'm super stoked for for you to play the the Music on the Move showcase on the 20th. It's going to be great. Me too. Definitely. Um so you guys start rehearsals is it this week? It's next Monday, I think, is when we're going to rehearse. Um, I don't know if we have more than one. That's a good question. But I think, yeah, Monday. We, I know in the past, Aaron and I have, like, because I'm, I'm a Hellcat, too. And so I've, you know, we've done the whole, like, let's rehearse everything in one day. And then everybody dies. <laughs> right. Yeah. I <laughs> so that. it's. It's a long, long day, but I, uh, I'm really excited for you. I think you're gonna have a great time. Um, have you ever played with any of the the Hellcats yet? No, no. It's I was actually my first time meeting everyone too. We did the, um, uh, the other. Uh, sorry, I'm blanking on the name. The other podcast recording yesterday with Gerard, and it was yeah. really fun. So all of us women who were playing the show were there, and it was yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. That's fantastic. Yeah, I heard it was a really good time. So that's that's great. Yeah. Gerard from the from the Quinspin and Underground <laughs> Music Collective. Yes. 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 He's a wonderful human being and he does so much for the independent musicians in Nashville. He's just he's a one hell of a guy. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he was he asked good questions. It was a great a great chat for sure. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to playing music with everybody. Like that's the that's the cake right there. Yeah. So what uh, what songs are you going to do for the showcase? Well, I actually need to ask Aaron. I forgot which three I put on my <laughs> application. So like I applied for this showcase, like I saw Aaron's post. And I was like, oh, I'm not. I, I, at first I was like, I'm not going to. I don't know. I don't feel like I would get accepted. I don't know. And then I came back around to it on like the last day and submitted. And I didn't like make a note of which songs but I sent, I couldn't, I, I mostly know. I know I'm doing Trick Pony and Robin's Egg Blue. It was the third song that I was like, I'm not sure. So when I sent her all my info, I just sent her like the two songs. I knew it was one or the other of those songs. And now I don't remember which at all. So yeah, <laughs> text her. Yeah, that's probably a wise decision. Yeah. I know the songs really well. So I'm like, I don't need to rehearse on my own, but I, it'd be a good idea to know a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, having a plan. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the Hellcats will appreciate it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lauren Horrible is playing drums. Meg Williams is playing guitar. And I think Kelsey is playing bass for you. And that is like an all-star lineup of musicians. They are each phenomenal at their instruments. And, well, uh, Lauren and, and Kelsey are both multi-instrumentalists. Um, Meg predominantly plays guitar, but I have forced her into playing bass every once in a while. It uh -huh. happens, so don't don't let her tell you that she can't play anything else. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell her that Katie Thompson said it's a lie. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So so you got the showcase coming up on the twentieth, but before then, you're playing a freaking Pink Floyd tribute show this Friday. Yeah. At the basement East. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm opening the show with um, an acoustic cover of Pigs on the Wing. Yes. So see me up there with my guitar um, solo. I'm really excited. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Cool. So and is just the one song? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those like great all-star tribute shows at the Basement East where there's just like a couple dozen amazing artists. Um, 
get up there and sing. And so basically everybody has a song. Some people might have like two or three songs, but in general, it's, it's like one, one, two songs minimum. Um, and I kind of got added on towards the end. I, I heard about it, uh, reached out and I'm, I'm really excited. So I, I'm really excited. Cause like she just kept adding more and more amazing artists to the show. So when, when they announced me, they also announced Lily Hyatt who like, that's, she's like one of my huge OG favorite Nashville musicians. Like she is one of the artists that like turned me on to East Nashville was discovering her, her music and being like, what is this place? Oh my God. <laughs> like I have to go to there. Cause it just, it vibed with me. Like when I heard her record Trinity lane, I was just like, this is like the best record. Like it's so good. And um, uh, so like Lindsay Lou is also playing Christina Vane. She's a totally amazing um blues guitarist singer songwriter um paul mcdonald let's see meld that's the host is melanie dewey she's the one putting it on so and she's doing an amazing job with sponsors and just managing all the cats that she's hurting nice. <laughs> i'm sure so yeah yeah i'm really really excited it's actually that's actually going to be my first time to play at the basement east so awesome. i would you know initially i thought was going to be the music on the move showcase but but music on the move will be my first like show with my music. So it's still like, they're both like very important first. And yeah. honestly, I'm glad I get to get my feet wet a little bit with a cover song. That's like very low pressure. I didn't have to like, I don't rehearse with a band cause it's just me. So I like, I needed that right now. Cause life has been like, you know, balls to the wall crazy. And I'm just trying to like keep up right now. <laughs> nice. Well, good. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I'm so glad it worked out that way for you. Yes. That's, yeah. that's really going to help take some of the pressure off, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, before we, before we hit record, you were telling me like about how life has been just freaking nuts for you and, and how you are actually able to start driving again. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about that. I haven't driven in, in five years actually due to some health stuff. So that's that's really exciting. It's definitely going to open up a lot of life for me. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see like how that'll expand, you know, my career and just just life in general, you know, being able to do more of what I love. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and if you don't want to divulge too much, you don't have to. But can you, you know, can you talk about what it's been like going through, you know, kind of a health crisis in the last five years and, and how it's impacted your music? Oh, that's a really good. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, well, kind of like I was saying off air, um, like it's been really interesting to see like how the challenges have affected like what I'm able to do. And it's kind of challenged me to step up to things in different ways. So I think, you know, um, I read a really or heard a really good quote today about, um, about how like the challenges we face can actually like, like offer us new opportunities we wouldn't have had otherwise, you know, like it's kind of an opportunity for us to like alchemize and, and just approach things totally differently. Like when your whole world falls apart, you know, you get to put it back from from pieces so as terrible as that sounds and as it honestly is in a lot of ways like you get to do more of what you want I think it, it gives you an opportunity to stop and be like hey wait a minute is that actually what I want to do is this actually how I want to do this or and I think just like personal growth that you can have um you know it's definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things but I don't think it's changed it like oh, I'm an idiot. I didn't know anything, you know, and I, it's actually like learning not to beat yourself up and learning. Like it's more about 
developing yourself more and further beyond like where you ever thought was really possible. Um, so I, I would say like overwhelmingly I've chosen, I've chosen it positive. Everybody has a choice. You know, some people go through shit and they never recover because they don't choose to. I really think it's a choice. Um, and I can't talk, speak for anyone else, but like, I know for me, um, having a lot of downtime, I've definitely been very creative. Um, and that's not something that really changed like pre any of the accidents, but, um, I think having time to like, just sit and think and strategize like for months before I could even like look at a cell phone. Cause I, I couldn't like look at any screens or anything. So I was just like, totally like off the grid, oh, wow. um, which sometimes people are like, Oh, that sounds great. And I just want to punch them in the face. Cause I'm like, you have no idea what it's like to go through that and not be able to take care of yourself. Like sometimes people are very insensitive. Um, but I, I also think like it's given me thicker skin in a way that um, I, I don't kind of give fucks about like being more brutally honest with people when they say shit to me or I don't I no longer entertain people who aren't on my level. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I don't have time for you, you know, like period. Um, so sorry if I'm like rambling, but there's been a lot of relationships that I've kind of ended, moved on from because I, it was just became very apparent like, oh, like who supports me and who doesn't support me. And, um, it's, it's as like a recovering codependent, like very like loyal kind of to a fault person. It's been really good for me, um, to like leave those things behind because it's having that empty space, although it's painful at first, it's like, it allows that newness and it allows you to connect with people, um, that you wouldn't have been, you know, present with. Like literally you wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be here if some of the things I went through didn't happen like right now, (laughs) you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I think it's what you are going through and what you're, what you're talking about is what so many young musicians are struggling with is that, you know, giving time and space to people who don't necessarily deserve your time and space. Right. Yeah. And, and especially for the, the younger musicians who are still just trying to figure fucking life out, right? Yeah. To be able to take a step back and go, what exactly do I actually want here? Mm -hmm. That's huge. And, 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 you know, and I don't know your story. We literally just met, but I'm also similarly on a path that's close but not related to health but just related to looking at my life and going what exactly am I trying to do here you know so I I just you know I just want you to know like I see you and even though I don't know you I'm very happy for you because it takes it takes a lot to get to that space yeah no absolutely it's definitely been like a lifelong journey that I think sometimes the things that happen to us like the things that we can't control are, you know, they have the potential to be the most transformative because those are the wild cards, you know, you can prepare for everything in life. And that was one of the things like growing up in like in an abusive home, my parents would always be like, you should have known better. You should have done something to prepare. And I know that's a common thing for parents to say as well, but it's a little bit next level when you're dealing with like, you know, really malicious kind of people. So I feel like it took me a lot longer than some to like unlearn, you know, some of those bad habits, but like, there's literally nothing you can do sometimes. I mean, like, look at 2020. Like, what did any of us know there was a tornado going to hit us in Nashville and then everything was going to shut down? There's nothing. There's nothing you can do sometimes. And I think accepting that, it kind of puts us more, like, 
honestly at peace and at ease, like in ourselves, because it's like, this is nature. This is we're we're a part of nature. Like, and that's part, that's something um, on a different note. That's like really important to my music. It's like, you know, my connection to like the earth and yeah, like being a human, you know, so many of us, we get confused and we think like this place belongs to us. And it's like, no, no, honey, sorry. You know, we're going to get <laughs> brutally reminded when life comes in with that slugger, like we're along for the ride, man. Like that's, that's for sure. Nobody gets out of here alive. That's for sure. <laughs> it, that is so real. It, it, wow. It's just, it's just so interesting that like, you know, you've had all of these experiences and you're, you're changing things, but you're still able to, you're still able to keep yourself grounded. You know, it just, it sounds like your story has been one that really has had a lot of trials in it, but you're still here and you're still fucking doing it. You're kicking ass and taking names. You're about to do two shows at the basement fucking East. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of surreal. I'm still just kind of in like panic freak out. Is this really happening? am I going to fuck this up? And then I'm like, no, cause it's a mind game. It really is like, you know, as a performer, that's what fucks you up. Get on stage. If you let those thoughts spiral. You're so distracted by them that you will mess up. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh no. Like I'm always just kind of like, don't like, don't go there. Like that emoji where it's like, Nope. Yep. <laughs> you know, and constantly like bringing yourself back. Um, yeah. Yeah. It definitely helps to, to prepare, but also to like, take it easy a little bit, you know, enjoy it. Like, when we have cool things happen to us, like it's important to actually enjoy them. It's not just about how we're appearing to other people or how it even goes. Cause it could go like shit. I mean, but it, at the end of the day, my life's still going to be awesome no matter what happens. And that's a that's a beautiful perspective to have, because especially in American culture, we are constantly chasing the dream. We're chasing the next big thing. Well, what if the big things, you know, comes your way? It happens and you don't take the time to sit and really appreciate it. It's just moments that could mean so much are going to pass you by 
because you're not taking the time to be present. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a really good one. That's really true. You said something earlier that kind of struck me. Um, I heard a quote once, pain is inevitable and suffering is optional. Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah. So I think that it's it's interesting that, you know, you're in this space where you're you're coming out of this, you know, this five-year period where shit was obviously really rough. And, but now, like, you're talking about, like, okay, so now I'm able to drive again. I'm able to go do shows out of, outside of Nashville. I'm able to, you know, start booking things and taking on opportunities. So, you know, you're, you're coming out of this with a, with a really positive perspective, which is amazing in and of itself. But you're also coming out of this going, I'm ready to fucking go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's really true. And and thank you for like the support and encouragement as well. That means a lot. Like it really does. Cause that's something that I do feel like, you know, I live alone and, and since I don't get out a lot, like I miss sometimes that like person to person contact and even a zoom, it's like, this is cool. You know, it's just good <laughs> to hang. And like, I really feel that like positive reinforcement and that's, that's so important, you know, to surround yourself with people that are on that level. So like, I'm so excited to connect with all of you guys that are doing such positive things that you're doing. Um, so just a little gratitude tangent first. Um, now I forgot your question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just talking about how like, now that you're able to drive and, you know, start going outside of Nashville and booking things like you're ready for these opportunities now. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, totally. It's and it's been like a really long um, since it's been so like a long recovery period. Um, it's been very gradual. It's definitely given me a lot of time to like, you know, build that momentum within myself, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's hard to like explain it to the outside perspective. But another thing I've learned is that if you're talking to the like, you know, the right person, like people do understand more than I think they do. You know, it's easy to kind of think like, Oh, no one understands. But even if you're not feeling like that sad, what was me about it? There's still like um, a disconnection, you know, like, you know, because it's been a period where I feel like it's been a very like twilight zone. Yeah. And I'm kind of entering back to a more, I don't like the word normal, but just, you know, like more freedoms, you know, more ability. So yeah, that's a really, it's really cool. Like, I'm really just excited to see like, where it takes me. Well, that's that's beautiful. And I'm I'm super excited to see where it takes you to because, you know, now you can you can just tackle life and freaking go for it. I mean, we're only what, a couple of months into into twenty twenty three. So I just I hope that this year is full of promise and and full of growth for you. Uh thank you. That's yeah. Great. For sure, for sure. Um, I do want to talk about your music a little bit. Um so I I really you know when we so we were supposed to have our interview on Sunday and then you know the weather and bullshit. Um so I was listening to your music like all day on Sunday and I'm like holy shit cuz like I I really get this strong Amy Lou Harris vibe off of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Is, I love her. Oh, okay, good. I'm like, please yeah. tell me that Emmy is like an influence for you because yeah. you have an Emmy vibe. No, for sure. But like, it's funny because, um, like, I mean, I don't think I don't, maybe like two people have ever like been like, you're ripping her off, but they were like drunk old men. Cause I was like, yeah. nobody else, you know, <laughs> whatever. But no, like actually it's a cool story. Um, 
when I first started like getting out there and playing on my own and I was about like 22, something like that, actually 19, 20, um, something around that age. Like I was getting told, I, I reminded people of her and I had never heard of her. And so I started listening to her. I was like, okay, okay. Like I can see like her voice and she is one of like, she's one of the artists that really got me back into country music. Um, and, and really got me into country music, like not for the very first time ever, but like I actually didn't really grow up on country. And so when I was in high school, um, I got turned on to like Johnny Cash, you know, um, the really cool stuff he put out in that era and like Willie Nelson. And I started getting vinyl. Sometimes I got like the Highwaymen, um, uh, Patsy Cline, you know, fell in love with Patsy Cline and oh my gosh, who else? Well, like Loretta Lynn, but it, it was a little bit of a, like a slow turn on to country because I, I do love all kinds of music and I, I went through like a very indie phase in my early 20s I played bass in an all-female um indie shoegaze band Hell and, yeah. um yeah and so that kind of transitioned me into like doing my own music that that project helped me kind of get the confidence to like be on stage um I just had a lot of stage fright and and so yeah, definitely inspired like Emmy Lou and Graham Parsons together to like hearing people do their songs and just being like, what is that song, you know, and being like, this is like the best shit ever, you know, <laughs> um, so it definitely like influenced my writing for sure, you know, like for sure. That's, that's awesome. Very cool. Okay, I got a note. Tell me more about this band. Because I was in an all girl band when I was like 12. 12. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. I love like when kids put together bands. That's so inspiring. Um, I used to teach music lessons as well. So yeah, I'm inspired by that. I taught like a rock camp and a songwriting camp for kids around that age. Um, but yeah, my my project that I was in, I was like 21, 22. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. A friend of mine, Mandy, she just convinced me to learn to play bass. She's like, you can play bass, you play guitar. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm sure I can. You know, I'm a multi-instrumentalist and, and so... I picked it up and I learned the bass and, you know, it was fairly simple um, music and she helped me out. I had another bass player friend help me out and yeah, I just went to town. We had a good time. We just played around Tulsa. It kind of fizzled out, didn't go anywhere, you know, and um, I left the band and I started doing my own thing. And that was, that actually worked out great. Like another life challenge that became like, you know, of something better um, for sure. That's dope. I love that shit. So it's it's rare that like you hear of, you know, like all female bands and stuff. It's a novelty, right? And so that's that's one of the things that Aaron is is really trying to is trying to dispel in Nashville is like putting together all female lineups with all fe female session players and, you know, performers because there's so many talented women and female identifying players in Nashville. Oh yeah. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm really encouraged to hear that, you know, that even like out in Tulsa, like you had an all female band, like I had one here in Ohio and, you know, and Aaron's doing one in Nashville now. So it's just, I, I think it's really badass. So that's, that's super cool friend. I love that shit. Um, so, okay. You said that you've been writing a lot. And that you are going to release singles, but you do not have any details about said singles, correct? Yeah, yeah, I don't yet. Um, I'm really, really excited about the music I've been writing and 
I'm a very prolific writer. So some of these songs I've been writing on for like a few years or even longer than five years, I just get little ideas and little snippets and they kind of like grow with time. And some of them grow more slowly than others. You know, it's just like, oh, that's cool. And I put it in my voice memos. That's like my big thing is to, to record on the voice memos. And then I make notes and then I have notebooks. So it takes a while. It's like a puzzle you're piecing back together. Um, but yeah, I'm really working from like a, a place of like intention of like what I want to create. And I'm also thinking about it a lot um, as far as like what I release. Like I'm thinking a lot from a place of like what songs, like what's going to bring the energy into the world that like I want to bring right now. Like what's needed for like everyone, like the collective, but like also for me, because I'm going to be the one that's going to live with these songs. And you know, I know with the last record, that was a, it was a challenge, but also like when it was time, I kind of just knew which songs, you know, it just became more like apparent. Um, and so I'm trying not to like worry about it. You know, it's when you have a lot of material and you're like, oh, should I release that album or this one? Cause I literally have like albums planned, yeah. <laughs> like multiple and different genres and, and stuff and like ideas for, you know, what musicians I would like to play on them, you know, like what kind of sound I'm going for. But I'm also like well aware like that they may not all happen like I have planned and they will happen better probably than, you know, sometimes um, the ideas we have, it's like they can change and evolve. And so I'm excited Um, and I'm just going to start, you know, that's why I thought, well, I'll start with a couple singles and just kind of start with letting out what feels right first. Um, Because everyone's like, oh, you know, it's a changing world and do singles and this and that. Well, my my approach with the singles is, is a lot more from a a place of like getting my feet wet, you know, as much as not as much as like, oh, this is what I need to be successful. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really burnt out on that and like TikTok and whatever, you know, it's a changing world. But I also like and this is not to diss on anyone that says this. I get kind of pissed off when people are like, oh, I'm doing this because I have to do it. And this is what we have to do now. And then I'm like, hey, I want to be like, stop do you want to do this? Like you were saying earlier, like, is what am I doing with my life? Like, it's like, I feel like it's like a sinking ship we're all going down on. <laughs> if we yeah. make it, we're making it harder for ourselves by participating and then saying we have to, I mean, everybody should do what they feel is right. I'm not saying like TikTok is evil and it's all their fault. It's just, you know, like, I think that we have more of a power to influence things than we think. And I have tried to get on the TikTok train. I am like, I'm just not about it. Like there's something about the vibe of the app and like, the way that, that, you know, knowing it's from China and like people get surveilled there and like the history of the app kind of freaks me out. I'm just like, I don't like vibe with the, the culture of it. I love Instagram as far as social media. Like I do, because I feel like I can really connect with people in a way that feels authentic for me. So, you know, I I think everybody do what you want, but me, I think like I'm going to stick with what feels like it's working for me, even if people tell me it's stupid or it's not popular. And that's actually a lot of us were talking about that at the podcast yesterday, like just how, how people will try to tell us like, you need to do this or you need to do that. And, and, and you're just kind of like, wait, why, like, who are you and why should I listen to you? You know? Um, Cause everybody wants to give you their opinion on right. everything, you know, like, and at the end of the day, it's like, I, I just don't, I don't feel like I can keep up with the unreasonable, irrational demands of what certain industry people say I should do to be successful and still be a meaningful, authentic artist. And I mean, if we want to go around and say, okay, art is dead, I'm just going to become a content creator. Like, okay, fine. 
but you know, and there's nothing wrong with being a content creator. I, there, I follow tons of amazing content accounts. I'm like, dude, yeah, hell yeah, dude. You know, and I watch a lot of great TikToks, but like, I just think, you know, everyone as an individual should look at what they're doing from, from a perspective of like, what's healthy for them. You know, Absolutely. I, I can't be that present in that space and still do my art. It's just not going to happen. And you know what? That's fair. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And and I think you're 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 hitting something that all of our, our young musicians who listen to this podcast, I really hope that you take what Aaron just said to heart, because if you are doing things that are detrimental to your own mental health, what the fuck is the point? Right. You're just you're going to lose who you are as a person. You're going to lose who you are as an artist. And it's going to take you down a path that maybe you won't come back from for a very long time. You know, going going down a certain path like that and then trying to figure out who you are in the process and circle back around to that person is so hard. Oh, yeah. And it's because we're constantly being fed this bullshit from the industry. So thank you. Thank you for being real. And thank you for calling that out. And and I don't think that you were, you know, that you were shitting on anybody at all. I think you're just being honest about what actually works for you, Aaron O'Dowd, and how you're just going to keep doing you because that's what's healthy and that's who you are. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Huge. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I More artists need to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you're, you're kind of afraid that like, I, I just, I'm so like sensitive to other people's feelings. I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm like, well, you know what? Being offended is just an opinion anyway. Like we're so, I, I just saw something cool of like Ricky Gervais was talking about that. Like when people are like, I'm offended, we need to make a lot of band drag because I'm offended. And, and he, he wasn't talking about drag, but it's so applied to like our current, our current state of things where it's like, he was like, people just need to understand that they feel offended and they're welcome to feel that way, but they should rephrase how they think and say that to say, I feel offended by this. Not like I am offended. You are offending me. I'm going to try to change you. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. That really resonated with me. I really liked what he said about that. It's, it just really, you know, it's, it's really like so nonsensical when I see the things like the government does. And I'm like, this is what we're paying taxes for. Like, this is so crazy. <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know how, how some of my, my friends that are, you know, trans or queer identifying right now that fall into that spectrum of humans. I, I don't understand how they're functioning. In, in Nashville at the moment, you know, in the, in the state of Tennessee as a whole. I mean, shit's not great in Ohio either, but still, like, I just, I keep seeing this stuff and I'm just like, my heart is breaking because I have, you know, trans friends that are posting about it and they're like, you know, these are, these are our rights. Why are they being taken from us? It's 2023 for fuck's sake. Oh, it's just, God, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I haven't had time to look into the legality of the issue as much as I would like yet, but I, I am curious if there's some kind of federal law that nullifies um, the law that's passed in Tennessee. Cause I know a lot of times states will pass these kind of laws and they get the Supreme court comes in and it's like, Hey motherfucker, you can't do that. 
Yeah. Like in 1970, we said you can do that, you know? So I'm yeah. kind of waiting for that to happen. Like, I feel like not just waiting for that to happen. I know there are people who are working very hard on that. You know, I'm sure already that I wish I could personally do more, but like, I also feel like, you know, being supportive and being an ally is, is definitely important and everybody should definitely keep doing that. And um, yeah, it makes me very sad as well to see that happening. Well, it's important to have allies. So thank you for being an ally. It's huge friend. Super. I like to dress up like a dude sometimes. I mean, like I (laughs) for a Halloween fucking costume and every, I remember this is when I was younger and they go, why are you? I was like, I think I dressed up like Charlie Chaplin. And I was like, this is a fucking badass costume. And some people literally came up to me and were like, Oh, are you gay now? Like people that I knew and didn't know. I was like, no, but this is a fucking costume and it's Halloween. And like, wait like why are you even saying that to me right yeah it was so odd I was like have you never seen like and like also like wait what like it's none of your business how anyone dresses or looks or anything I mean I'm just like I'm blown away by the attitude about it and um yeah some people are just you know not not on our level and that's okay um I just I hope we can you know begin to live in a world where like individual freedom is just more valued you know about everything like our body our choice like you know i think it's very important um that's like a whole other conversation but just like (laughs) politically you know like it's important that no one's rights are are tread on you know and it's funny because that's like a hot topic you know with like guns and stuff it's like there's like most everything there's a middle ground and like the world is so polarized but like there's already a solution we could have even about guns. It's like, okay, why don't we just like make more regulations, you know, because, you know, the people who think everyone's trying to take their guns are not actually correct. Like we're just, I mean, there are some people trying to outlaw all guns, but in my opinion, it's just always generally somewhere in the middle. It's like, okay, I I don't feel like we should take them away, but you should have to do. I, I saw Casey Musgraves posted this meme today. That was so great. It was like, what you have to do to sell a taco in Texas. And it's like, get a food handler's permit. You know, like seven fucking like 17 fucking things you have to do to be able to sell a taco in Texas. You know what you have to do to buy a firearm? Like four things. And you can do it in one day. Right. And you get like, and I mean, it's just, it's just nonsense. Like it's, it's all nonsense, you know, um, as far as when, when people get really like extreme about anything. Um, But I just think being polarized is a dangerous place to be. And I think there's a lot of pressure for people to like, you know, identify as something. And I know young people probably feel that as well. Like, um, it's like, you don't, you don't have to, you can just be you. If you don't know yet, or you don't know, or you don't want to identify, I'm not really talking about gender identities necessarily, although it could be, but just in general, like you don't have to be like, I'm a hardcore liberal or you, you just don't have to like so many times, like I know I just felt this pressure when I was younger that I needed to, you know, align with whoever was around me or people I wanted to be like for like certain reasons. I would take on their other qualities. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not me. And I think it's just part of growing up and like figuring out who you are is so important and it does take time. And so if, if since you said you have young listeners, I would just say like, take your time figuring out stuff. Like you don't have to take on radical opinions about anything. There's right. so right. much pressure from like every side, every direction to, to just like, oh, I know who I am and I have all my shit together. Like nobody does, no. you know? 
And I don't know what it's like to be like 20 years old right now, but I know what it was like for me. And I've seen where the world is going. And I'm like, yeah, there's, there's like a whole lot of pressure for like the younger generation. Um, and they're so grown up, you know, they grew up with the technology that we didn't get until we were, um, I guess, you know, like, I, well, I just remember like I got Facebook when it was only allowed for people in colleges and it was like very basic. Yep. <laughs> and I was, that was my freshman year in college, you know? Yep. And, you know, my cell phone couldn't receive photos. It was like, you know, until, you know, I, I can't imagine like what that does for our mental health. So like just bringing it back to that a bit, cause I had something I wanted to say about like being an artist and like, like you, you made a really good point about, you know, how doing things that like, aren't good for your health, like what's the point. And it made me think about something I was thinking about earlier today about how, like, we can think of ourselves. Okay. I am Aaron O'Dowd, the artist, but like, wait, I'm a human first. Like, wait a minute. That's not right. So if I start making my decisions from like, oh, this is best for my career. Like all of my life decisions become, because I've done that. I mean, I've been there and I think we all are guilty of that at times. Like we get excited, we get carried away. It's not always, it's not like some terrible thing, but we just constantly need to try to like reground and recenter and um, like make time for ourselves because because like we are the ones that have to to make that art you know we we actually do the work every day we facilitate bringing that that art through to like this paradigm you know i really think like it's very spiritual for me um just just it's really a magical process you know and i just like my goal as an artist is to like try to stay true to that and and also stay true to myself because it's really like one thing um and, and not get too caught up in like who i'm trying to be or like you know, what I'm trying to achieve, because honestly, that stuff really happens the most when I'm not really trying, which right. is really something also interesting. That's really that I've learned. And it's been reinforced through like the trials and trauma I've been through, honestly, um, because like even times when I was laid up and couldn't do anything and I get a call from somebody to do something like totally fucking amazing, some music thing. And I'm just like, holy shit. And then I'm like able to do it anyway. You know, like I got to go um, do a session at um, Zach Brown's Southern Ground Studio back when um, that was still around. And like literally I had had um, an accident at my I, my job. Like and so I was like in the dark, I had a concussion, but I was kind of getting better. And I made that session and I was like, eh, I want to say like I didn't not do anything because obviously like I was working on my career for a long time up to that point. And that's why I was considered. But still, you know, it didn't happen because I was knocking doors down, you know, and right. chasing being desperate and, um, you know, which are all things I'm sure I've done also. <laughs> Everybody goes through that, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes we go through phases of that. So that's, yeah, that's absolutely normal, but, um, wow, that's, that's really inspiring though. And, and to think about it in the, in the sense of like more, more opportunities have come to you because you're being that authentic self. Yeah, Absolutely. I really feel that. And that, that's something that I really like work on, you know, and I think manifesting is becoming a more, you know, mainstream known concept, which I think is really incredible. I think it's something that really positive that's happened for the world over the last few years, you know, like post pandemic, because I think that time for a lot of people caused them to reevaluate what am I doing with my life and why, and, you know, so many people have made career changes or it turned them on to doing different lines of work. And they realized, Hey, I really, freaking like this and this is working for me I think that's incredible too um yeah I've seen I've definitely seen like a lot of personal growth in other people around me too which really inspires me and cheers me on too for that's sure beautiful. that is super beautiful well 
Aaron, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today and and talking about your experiences and how important it is to you that you just you stay healthy and you manifest an authentic life for yourself. And I really hope for all of our dear listeners that you're taking all of this to heart because it's real. And there, there are so many, there are so many things that can influence you in, in negative ways. And it's just, it's really refreshing to see an artist who is living this truth and choosing these healthy things and and you're getting the reward. You're reaping that that beautiful karma, like it's coming to you. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Katie. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Because So if you want to check out more about Erin O'Dowd, links are in the show notes. Please go give her a follow. Also, while you're at it, please like and subscribe to Paradox Jukebox wherever you get your podcasts. Please spread the word about this show. Let everybody know what we're trying to do here at Paradox Jukebox and Music on the Move. And speaking of Music on the Move, make sure that you grab your tickets to the March 20th Showcase at the Basement East in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be one hell of a show with an amazing lineup. Aaron O'Dowd will be there. You will get to see all of that awesomeness on one stage. Until next time, friends, we will see you soon. Be good to one another. <laughs>